You are listening to the Teleperformance Podcast on Spotify. All right. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for our discussion with Philip of Nice, a TP technology partner in AI analytics. And now we're unlocking the full potential of customer service in today's increasingly complex CX environment. My name is Dave Rizzo. I'm the Regional President for Teleperformance, or TP, in the APAC region. I've been with TP for the last 21 years, 18 of those here in the Philippines. Uh, now, joining us today is Philip Mercier, Vice President Analytics Sales for Asia Pacific at NICE. Hello, Philip, and thank you for joining us. Uh, tell us about NICE's Nexidia product. Hello, Dave. Thanks for having me today. So, uh, yeah, Nexidia is uh, our leading platform for omnichannel analytics. But this is also the platform that uh, we are partnering with on the TP Interact, uh, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about um, the kind of benefits it can deliver to a customer um, and facing the different challenges we have today in the market uh, around CX and digital transformation. And so, Philip, I'm, you know, I'm curious to understand, in, in today's business landscape, we see growing digital adoption by clients uh, and particularly so here in APAC, uh, what are some of the expectations arising from this trend? You're very right, Dave. I think that uh, we've seen a shift of expectation, actually an acceleration of uh, new customer expectation. Um, I think that the COVID did uh, indeed, uh, you know, um, accelerate two trends. Uh, on the one hand, you have companies that are, you know, doubling down on digital. On digital, they are looking uh, to reduce cost. We know that uh, digital offer a lot of opportunities in this area. From a customer's expect, uh, standpoint, uh, there is this ongoing rise of uh, expectation when it comes to convenience. Um, and uh, today, we get to a point where uh, company are facing. Um, first, the fact that 80% of the customer typically when they are interacting with them are somewhat looking for a digital solution. You know, you call that self-service. Uh, it's more than that, actually, because, uh, you know, think about you as a consumer. Whenever you have an issue, very likely the first thing you're going to do, by the way, is uh, Google that issue. You know, has this issue happened to anybody else? Uh, next thing you're going to do is very likely see whether there is something on the website. Uh, is your app offering any form of self-service? So that's 80% of the case. Um, another thing that is interesting is that um, almost half of the people that are interact interacting with you will have tried three to five channels before reaching out to your agent. So it means that they are really expecting a frictionless experience. You know, of course, whenever you are, you know, starting a process, let's say with an app, um, you know, keying in some information, and then you realize that you have no choice but to be handed over to an agent, you would expect that everything you've said, you don't have to repeat that. And obviously, if you, if you have to, not a great experience. Um, and that's part of this kind of hyper-personalization that uh, customers are expecting more and more. The, I think that's the next thing on the line is the fact that 
yes, customer experience is becoming more and more uh, tricky. Uh, we have stats showing that, or studies showing that, you know, almost, uh, you know, half of the customer having a pretty bad experience are willing to switch brands. So the, the sanction is pretty heavy. So that's the kind of new environment. And uh, what I would say is that you have this on, your, on the one hand, and on the other hand, think about where the, most of the customers are standing right now. For the most part, for the last five years, they have invested in some form of a bot, self-service. But on average, those kind of self-service capabilities are only addressing 9% of the issues that customers are bringing on the table. So it's pretty disappointing, quite frankly. So it means that very likely uh, your customer would have no choice but to explore another channels on you know, talking to an agent. Uh, the other thing also is that, uh, you know, just um, Dave, we are in APAC and we know that the maturity is something that, uh, you know, it's still, uh, it's, it's growing, but uh, only 25% of companies do have some form of analytics to understand what is, what's going on. And to start with, why are those customers calling me and what kind of issues do they have? So they are still struggling a lot to understand what is causing uh, the volume of call, what is causing a good or bad experience. And I think that that's kind of the challenges that we, we, we encounter a lot. Um, another thing that I'd like to emphasize is that, yes, we know that today, again, um, you know, most of the customer experience is very much related to the, uh, the skills of the agent. Uh, and um, it can influence a lot whether you have a good uh, positive interactions or not. However, when you think about many companies today, when it comes to coaching their agent or leveraging any form of quality management, they are still, still in the dark age, and they are relying on some kind of legacy solutions. Sometimes it's down to Excel when it comes to uh, doing evaluation of interactions. Usually they are only focusing on three, five percent of the interactions, which is very low coverage, quite frankly, give them a little clue about why an agent results in a bad experience or not, and what kind of uh, guidance or recommendation we can start emphasizing on through the coaching program. So that's what we see. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to have maybe your perspective also on uh, some of the uh, other challenges that you, you see across uh, your customer. Yeah, it's very interesting, and I agree. You know, customers prefer nothing more than a consistent experience between the channels they choose when engaging a brand. Uh, TP, we've been positioning digital solutions to address market nuances, languages, customer expectations, and more. But unfortunately, there still tends to be a lack of synergies and approach inside many businesses, you know, particularly between social and traditional CX channels, which lead to a lack of adoption of potentially preferred engagement channels or solutions for their customers, such as analytics, and at a minimum, you know, driving that consistency. So, Philip, you know, how are AI analytics key in understanding and surpassing CX challenges? And in the future, how do you see them influencing the CX experience completely? Thank you, Dave, for the question. So one easy way to think about that is to put that on a time perspective. 
analytics um, has been for a long time um, allowing you to have some form of uh, you know, descriptive approach of what, go, what was going on. So it was really about helping customer to identify the color intent. Uh, the complexity now is to do that across multiple channels on a very seamless fashion. Next wave was, all right, I got the descriptive piece. I want to have the diagnostic piece. So Nexedia typically with TV Interact, we are pretty good at that as being able to dig into, um, you know, the the color intent, establishing correlation, being able to tie this to some business objective you may have, whether it's a CSAT or you know sentiment or HT or VP call, you name it. Now, what what AI brings on the table is to get into two new phases. Uh, the first one is around predictive. So. Yes, the use of machine learning, the use of those new models allow you to have some um, you know, predictive models. You can use that different way. You can say either I want to predict a business outcome. You know, is there any form of uh, risk of fraud, churn, complaint? Uh, or you can also use that as, um, okay, what is uh, the likelihood of the sentiment analyzing the specific um, customer, uh, you know, the agent behavior? So... That's already one step, and we use that with this platform called Enlighten behind the scene. And the last piece, which is a prescriptive, which is, uh, you know, what is the next best action? So now you get into positions where, combining all of that, the analytics and the AI, you are becoming a prescriptive, not only to your customer, but also to your agent. You can use a combination of real time, pushing some guidances on the fly, and you can also point uh, recognizing the intent and suggesting, um, for instance, uh, in a use case around sales effectiveness, you know, this is how you are maximizing AIs to push the right, right promotion at the right times or the right script and so on. But I think that this is its evolution, which is interesting and giving us some new opportunities um, down the road. What do you think? Is there any other trends that uh, you are facing? Yeah, so there's a few points here. Uh, so we spoke about TP Interact, which is our interaction analytics solution, leveraging Nexidia as our platform and APAC. You know, there we're able to analyze any type of interaction on any channel in any Asian language and bring additional and valuable insights to our clients. Uh, to your point, we see a rapidly increasing trend in chat volume in China, obviously the largest digital interaction market of the world, you know, where we invest our resources in social channels like WeChat, Weibo, Douyin, and others. Uh, we can deliver for brands engaging with their customers in those channels, uh, not to answer all interactions, but rather you know, filter out the noise, do multi-dimensional tagging by means of machine learning, uh, you know, AI and, and natural language processing or NLP and help brands differentiate themselves in, in a competitive environment. So I think that's probably one of the positionings and the solutions that, um, you know, now sits at the forefront of the engagement rather than behind. Managing social media can quickly represent a challenge due to the fact that there are many platforms where data resides. You know, so knowing what data to get, how to filter it, how to build, you know, customized tagging framework, what voice to pay attention to can be very complex. And this is where the AI technology helps the human quickly sort through, again, all that noise and focus on the relevant insights. On the other end, in Southeast Asia, for the super competitive e-commerce space, you know, it becomes 
a little bit different with more highlights and how to empower sellers. You know, we see an increased demand from one of our partners in this space to understand the different touch points of friction for buyers and sellers and help in brand bonding and gross merchant value growth. And then from an employee perspective, you know, we leverage the platform to gain success into customer sentiment algorithms, which are deployed particularly on non-voice with 100% interaction coverage. You know, there, thanks to machine learning, we can analyze at phrase level the sentiment of the client uh, and quickly detect when a conversation does not go as planned. Um, so at, to your point, you know, we find where the keywords or situations when specialists have triggered an unhappy customer and then can go back and design and execute smart and personalized coaching to specialists for future better outcomes. So, you know, in summary across APAC and despite some slowness and digital adoption as a support means, uh, we do see more and more demand from clients around QA transformation, which is far better way to start analyzing much larger volumes of data and then to provide new levels of insights with relevant transcripts, identified root causes for actionable plans. And then these tools help our quality assurance people avoid focusing on the mundane, the repetitive manual process and provide more time to focus on really, you know, what adds true value. Great. And I think that's uh, the last thing I would like to say, you know, should there be any of our attendees today having a, a double, you know, thought about whether they should go on this journey or not, is that, you know, on average, we've, what we've seen for the last, I think that for the last three years in APAC is the average ARI we've seen on this is nine months, meaning that not only you have uh, usually pretty very impactful savings, whether it's on cost reductions or, you know, as you said, increasing conversion uh, of sales, but uh, yeah, it, it becomes really a building block that is unlocking a lot of value. So looking forward to having a, a lot of uh, opportunity to help our customers across APAC together. Absolutely. You bet. No, yeah, on programs where we've deployed TP Interact, we've seen up to 40% CSAT improvement, 15% in customer churn improvement, and an impact of 30% greater sales effectiveness to advance the client bottom line. So I agree. There's no debating the results in their value. Uh, Philip, I want to thank you. Uh, I want to thank everyone else for, for watching and joining us today. Uh, we look forward to reviewing all of your comments and getting back with you very soon. Thanks again. Thank you, Dave. It was a pleasure. What about you? How did you like it? Go ahead and share this podcast. See you later. Teleperformance on Spotify. Feel the connection.